My name is Tony Litt. I'm the MD of Sunrise Radio, and it's my immense pleasure to bring you the official Sunrise Radio podcast. We are the number one commercial Asian station in the United Kingdom, with many firsts to our name, and we continue to be the voice of British Asians who have given us their love and loyalty over 30 years. It's a legacy we cherish and a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Our aim has always been to entertain the listeners with the best of Bollywood and Bangra while also addressing their concerns. A real voice for the community, a vibrant community and a great nation. We are proud to be British and Asian. This podcast is a compilation of some of the things we do on the station with a stellar lineup of presenters who each have their own personality and style. It's entertaining, informative, engaging, and we hope you will enjoy it here as a podcast if you are unable to tune in to the radio. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast and do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise. Hey, my name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio podcast. I'm on your radio weekdays from 9am to 12 noon. If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it. But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories that you may have missed. This time round, served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio podcast. Enjoy. Where Salman Khan leads, others are very tempted to follow. Have you noticed that? After Radhe opting for a hybrid release this Eid, which means in cinemas where allowed, simultaneously on digital as well, but as a pay-per-view film. Rumor has it that Akshay Kumar's period thriller, Bell Bottom, is now in talks with Disney Plus Hotstar for a possible release on digital. And there's a fair amount of competition among the big digital players. Each one wants a film with an impressive star cast. Sunne mein aaya tha ki Akshay was actually in advanced stage of working out a deal with Amazon Prime but apparently Disney got in the way and they've offered him more money and things like that. Bell Bottom will be the second consecutive film of Akshay Kumar's rather his second consecutive film after Lakshmi to release on an OTT platform and the first one was also on Disney. Now they're saying that you know I mean Considering Akshay is the hero, he is a crowd puller. It looks like a slick thriller. It will surely generate a lot of interest even on digital platforms. Bellbottom stars Vani Kapoor, Lara Datta, Huma Qureshi, Adil Hussain. It is directed by Ranjit Tiwari. One of the first Bollywood films, if you remember, which was shot during the pandemic last year and shot predominantly here in the UK, right? Mujhe yaad hai, kyunki I remember must be around this time last year or maybe it was uh, June last year when I remember going to the travel agent and uh, my travel agent saying that oh we are the ones who've chartered Akshay's private jet from Mumbai to Glasgow there you go and don't be uh, alarmed they've all followed strict quarantine rules and they've all been holed up in their hotels for two weeks before they can set foot on any location and start shooting of course I heaved a sigh of relief Sonakshi Sinha's back on our radar with three diverse projects all for digital that she thinks her fans will approve and it is likely to bring her to the forefront one more time. Now she's already shot her debut film Fallen which will start streaming very soon but there are two other interesting tales which are waiting to consume Sonakshi Sinha on digital and lead her to their enchanted world. Sanjay Leela Bansali's Hiramandi which many see as an extension of Gangubai Kathiawadi that comes with the signature 
signature Sanjay Leela Vansali vibe. Expect opulence and storytelling at a leisurely pace. Now, our Asli Sona, Sonakshi Sinha's third digital collaboration is with Toilet Ek Prem Katha director Sri Narayan Singh. He's making a film called Bulbul Tarang. Now, this is a coming-of-age film that sees a small-town girl stand up to the dowry system in India, which is easier said than done. Actor and comedian Tiku Talsania's daughter, Shikha Talsania. She was last seen in the Cooley Number no. 1 remake. Before that, she was one of the four Vires in Viredi Wedding. And she was in Wake Up Sid as well, I believe. Now, reflecting on the changing perception of the film industry, which, as it stands now, is more open to change than ever before. Shikha Talsania says that when you're casting for a part, talent should overwrite every other consideration right in an ideal world as a unity but sadly how you look who you're related to all these things do make it easier for other people she says patience is truly a virtue when you're a part of bollywood because your patience is going to be severely tested and you have to be very resilient kehte hai na ki to survive in bollywood to survive in uh, showbiz you have to have a very thick skin shikha talsania kehti hai it is very true but she also says one major thing i've learned from my years of being around as an actor is that you need to have fun if you're not enjoying what you do then there's no point putting yourself out there is not worth anything in the world if you're not enjoying your work absolutely production houses in mumbai big and small they have been forced to assess their revenue their costs their ethos their structure just like businesses all over the world and find new ways and means to not just stay in the game but stay on top now bollywood being a totally ruthless and cutthroat arena driven solely by profit all production houses need to constantly review their strategy and look for new ways of appeasing the audience give them what they need on a platform in a packaging that they will flock to just like bees to honey is silsile mein mukesh ambani has uh, two um, well companies i suppose geo studios and viacom 18 motion pictures both owned by mukesh ambani and they are relatively new entrants to the bollywood game but since geo studios decided to invest in movie production in 2018 as recently as 2018 they have given us films like stree luka chupi made in china bala lavachkal angrezi medium ruhi ram prasad ki tervi and more recently aadhar crossing over to south india as well partnering ar rehman on his production debut 99 songs this is an impressive pick and mix of genres and sensibilities right therefore it is very interesting to know that karan johar's dharma is planning to cut a mean deal with geo studios where will this lead us to better films i hope <laughs> Filmmaker Hansal Mehta, who is in quarantine right now, recovering from COVID-19, alongside so many others, famous or not, Indian or not, every human life is worth the same. Each loss, each bereavement hurts just as much. Now, speaking on his own condition, Hansal Mehta says that director Steven Soderbergh, in 2011, he made a film titled Contagion, and he warned us of a deadly global virus. You know, this was based on rigorous research. It was not just a film; it was a warning for what was to come. No one took it seriously. They thought it was just another disaster survival drama that Hollywood specializes in. He says, "This is my fifth day after testing positive. I have my off and on moments. At times, I feel I'm completely okay. So I pace the room, I open the window, I look out for a while, but then I get so tired, I fall into deep sleep. I sleep throughout the day, so I'm unable to sleep in the night. I watch a lot of films. You know, the worst thing about the virus is that when it gets you you are on your own 
driving home, I suppose, an irrefutable universal truth that man is a social animal. We are dependent on each other in good times and bad because that is how we are designed. Being isolated from those we love and we care about, it can never be a good thing, more so now. But you know what? If that is what we need to do to keep each other safe, to keep each other alive, we have to do it. Once this nightmare ends, when we are on the other side of the pandemic, the emotional cost of COVID-19 is almost unthinkable. Isiliye to rose aap se haath jod kar vinti. Do the right thing, wear that mask, wash your hand, maintain social distancing. This is for you and for each and every person you love. A lot has been said about the variety in content, the out of the box thinking that powered the rise of streaming platforms in India. The talent in Bollywood, the fraternity has now been forced to allow talented outsiders to break into their charmed inner circle. Aapne notice kiya hai? A small town actress, Ruhi Singh, who's had bit roles in Madhur Bhandarkar's Calendar Girls, in Ishq Forever, she champions this fierce and unrelenting small town work ethic. Yes, it is notoriously difficult to get a foot in the door in Bollywood. But you know what? That makes us, these small town girls, even more determined to try, even harder. With digital streaming platforms churning out so many dramas, so many films, we now have many more auditions to go to. The chances of landing a role at one of these auditions, that much greater now. And when you're from a small town, when you're a completely unknown stranger in the big bad world of showbiz, she says you don't mind trying your luck over and over and over again because you have absolutely nothing to lose. That's one way of looking at it, right? And I do believe that talent has no backstory. No one really cares where you're from, what your struggle has been. If you are good at something, if you are persistent, if you are consistent, eventually one day, you will shine. You will get there. Just keep at it. Shahid Kapoor back in the news. He may or may not be in director Shashank Khaitan's historical epic Yodha. But he is definitely joining forces with director Rakesh Om Prakash Mehra on a film titled Karan. Now Karan, of course, the noble and fierce warrior from the pages of the Mahabharat who never quite got his due. Ronnie Screwwala jumps in as producer and Rakesh Om Prakash Mehra has personally handpicked Anand Neel Kantan as the co-screenwriter. You know what? This could be another biggie for Shahid Kapoor. Now, John Abraham came across as a rather arrogant man, I think, accusing other actors of succumbing to digital platforms while he had the courage to take his crime thriller, Mumbai Saga, to the big screen. You know, he said things like, it's only when you're not confident of your film, that is when you end up dumping it on digital. Those were his words. Well, guess what? COVID-19 had the last word. And Mumbai Saga is now not only eating a big, fat, sugar-laden slice of humble pie, but also aggressively marketing the information that Sanjay Gupta's Dishum Dishum Saga will now stream on Amazon Prime from the 27th of April. That's right, it is today. Now, with a lineup that includes John Abraham and Imran Hashmi as Amartya Rao and Senior Inspector Vijay Savarkar, playing a cat and mouse game within and often outside the parameters of the law, supported by actors like Mahesh Manjrekar, Kajal Agarwal, Sunil Shetty, Pratik Babar, Rohit Roy, Amol Gupte, Samir Suni, Gulshan Grover, and a million others. Essentially, mapping out the journey of a metropolis when it transformed from Bombay to Mumbai. A story rooted in Sanjay Gupta's favorite genre, which is the exact opposite of a rom-com. It is, of course, crime fiction. 
You can catch Shabnam Sahi, the ultimate storyteller, weekdays, 9am to 12 noon. We are going to be speaking to another ex-Big Boss contestant, Asim Riaz. Uh, I didn't manage to speak to him when he came out of the Big Boss house in the season that he was in. Uh, so we have managed to get him as part of the 36-hour radio marathon. Hey, Asim. Hello, how are you doing? What's up? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Middle of the workout, I came down. I'm like, you, wanna, you know, I've got a busy day. So I'm like... <laughs> How's it going? How was the workout? It's going pretty good, like never before. You know, that's the thing I want to tell to the youth. I want to I wanna tell everybody that there is no excuse to feel good about yourself, to be fit. You know? Yeah, yeah. You just got to focus and have a vision and have something that you're like, you know, I can do it. And things happen. You know what I'm saying? Of but you tell, like you. you tell me what's happening. You tell me what's happening. Tell me, like, tell me. After Big Boss, how has life been for you? Whoa, man. Uh, it's just like a flip. Because before Big Boss, I was trying to pack my bag and go back home and probably decide on another career. I was like, yo, oh man, I'm not able to get it out. Though I was into fitness, I was going to come to UK because I've got my brother in UK. <laughs> so he's like, yo, I got your back, bro. Don't yeah, be low. Yeah. Don't, be, don't feel low. I got your back. Just come home. Do this IELTS course and come to UK. I'll send you the invitation letter. We're doing good. Don't worry. I got your back. So those yeah, words yeah. made me feel, yo, I've got somebody. Like I said, that I was supposed to travel back on Sunday. Friday, I was inside the house. And then I come out. The whole life is like opposite, you know? <laughs> completely, completely. So it was a change of plan. When I say changing plan, like I want to still do the same thing, but probably in a different city. I wasn't going here. So I was like, I don't want to waste my time. I want to move forward. Probably this yeah. is not my piece of cake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's go forward. But when I got it here, I'm like, yo, I made it. So I didn't realize, but I was like, this is probably the impact of my success, of my hard work. And the success I'm getting right now is the impact of 10 years of struggle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so I feel mm-hmm. good about myself. The thing is with you, right? Ever since Big Boss, yeah. anything that you touch, it's yeah. like turning to gold. How does that feel for you, your family? You know, your brother, he's always had your back. We saw it in the show. He came to you. He came to see you as well. How how are you reacting to all of this now? I just feel blessed. And I feel, I feel, uh, I feel I want to do it more now. Like the way I get it. So I don't flip it. I don't like, you know what? uh, Like I don't show that, you know what? I'm doing this and everything. Like the feeling is I keep it like inside me. Because I, mm-hmm. I feel this is just a beginning. I can't be getting mad over this like, oh man, you know, you're the most Googled person. Oh man, you're making histories. You're making this. Yeah. I know. Like, I feel, again, I feel this is the impact of my, yeah. my, 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 my pain, the struggle I did. So God is mm-hmm. just gifting me. God is like, yo, take this, take this. But keep mm-hmm. doing what, you, what you're doing. Don't just mm-hmm. flip. Don't just change your mind after when you get all this. Two years back, I was, I was uh, walking here like, by myself, taking lifts and no money to eat. and But I'm still having the vision. I'm like, it's going to happen one day. So mm-hmm. I come from a good family, middle-class family. We have things to provide, for you know. But yeah, I didn't give yeah. up. And the same, yeah. I'm in the same area. I'm like, I didn't give up. So that's the message to the youth. Wherever you are, don't forget mm-hmm. you, where you come from. And yeah. have a vision. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
probably today, tomorrow, day after, 10 years, 20. Now yeah, I have, no, I have like a whole lot of responsibility, responsibility mm. of me when the youth calls me role model. So, you know, you being this role model for the youth, do you feel, I know you said you, you have a sense of responsibility, but at the same time, do you feel a little bit pressurized? that you have to keep up and that you have to be like positive and you have to keep going every single day. I love it. I get up in the morning he feeling the pressure. I love it because you see the success. Yeah, but the success yeah. is not coming from a luxury life. Yeah. It's not coming I'm waking up in the morning and I'm, I'm having a spa. Like I have somebody giving me juice in the bed. It's mm, not like mm, that. Yeah. To be successful, you can't be in that uh, luxury zone. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to be chilling, calling friends, partying. No, mm, it's no. every day, 365 days. You ain't gonna, giving up. Let's talk about your next music video. Tell me everything. The Yoni, man. I'm amazingly responsed by fans. The love yeah, they yeah. show me. The love they show me. It's like, I'm like, I, I shiver sometimes, you know? Oh. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, because the vibe, the vibe they give me, I'm like, yo, I'm not giving up. I want to mm. give them something new. So this music video is going to be like never before. So I remember like three days back, so I was sitting and uh, my manager calls me. He's like, yo, uh, we've got these dialogues, right? So we've got Cookie Sir on the director, the director Cookie Sir. He's like, ask him, you know, these are some lines. So we just think into, you know, I'm like, sir, let's do it. So I yeah. record these lines and, and, I, and, I, and I post it. It becomes so viral. Now we using that in the song. Three it's, days back, I get, get up and I'm like, uh, most Google uh, person, I'm like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but this is good. This is good. <laughs> of course it is. Now listen, and I'm sure like all your fans, I'm going to ask you the question, how's him auntie doing? And what's yeah. happening? Like, I was hoping she was going to be with you, by the way. And I thought I'd get you, t yeah. you two together. She She's working. She's right now traveling. She's doing good. She's yeah. making history too, like Times Square Oh my God, That's I know. Can deal. we just say, take a moment? Congratulations. That is Congratulations, Imanchi. There you go. <laughs> you know? That is insane, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you know, we, we somewhere both motivate each other. You know, we were like mm. talking about uh, like a month or two back. You know what? We want to do our song and it has to be on Billboard. And we, you know, she's like putting a wallpaper on the screen. I'm like... It happened. There you go. And Artem, tell us um, some of the other stuff that you're working on at the moment. If there's anything that you can speak about and you can tell your fans. I would love to. Uh, so I've, I've, I've uh, recorded my built-in pain track, which I've been, you know, like since uh, three, to, three to four years, man. I was like yeah. knocking doors and everything. I'm like, I want to make this track. But uh, shout out to Jehan and shout out to Bohemia. These guys yeah. were like blessing to me. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, out of the blue, these guys are, like, standing behind me, like, Austin, we got your back. Mm -hmm. So we did, like, four sessions. So we have the built-in pain coming out. I've been in touch with Jasmine Walia. We're trying to make a track together. So I was like, oh. yo, man. So she's a uh, very talented, very nice yep. singer. So I've been yep. in touch. So we are, are going to be dropping a track together very soon. Woo! But before that, I dropped nice. built-in pain. I put a track with... Uh, Paji, he's going to be coming down, uh, I think, in another three to four weeks because still, you know, lockdown. U UK is uh, still in lockdown, right? Really lockdown, yeah. Me and Jasmine were making a plan that we come to, she comes to Dubai and I go here, then we get in the studio, we record some. But then it's yeah. lockdown, I think, till April, right? Yes, till April. Well, mostly April things kind of start opening and then slowly May, yeah. but everything is then, hopefully, fingers crossed, going to open 21st of June. 
Right, that's when there's like not right, going to be no right. restrictions, but I guess that all depends uh, on how the cases go. are going. But yeah, we're doing well. No, but hopefully everything is going to fall into place. Yeah. Thank you so much. Like your energy and your vibe is incredible. And I wish you all the best. I really hope all your dreams come true. And we look forward to seeing you like global domination, Austin. Likewise, likewise, likewise. <laughs> all right. Take care. You get back to the gym. India, UK love. Thank Aww. you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. 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 Listen to our Bollywood queen, Anushka Aurora, from 12 noon to 4 p.m. weekdays on Sunrise. Now, my dear friend and dear brother, Jay Sean, is doing his bit this evening, UK time, but of course, daytime in the US. And he joins me on the line right now to talk about this live fundraiser that has taken place. Jay, welcome to Sunrise once again, brother. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm very well, man. Listen, I just want to get to this because this is a really, really important thing that you're you're talking about and dealing with, right? Because right now, India is feeling the, the largest effect of this pandemic as a second wave happening over there. They handled it well yeah. the first time round, but sadly things are out of hand. Tell me about, um, uh, is there anything or anyone that you know right now, hopefully Touchwood is, is being affected by this directly because all of us know people that have been affected. Yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> I was just on the phone to my mum and my mum told me that uh, two close relatives of ours out in India lost their lives yeah. uh, during this second wave. And she was telling me about how the families, you know, even if they do have air conditioning in their house, they're not switching it on because they're scared that it's going to be in the air. Yeah, spreading so, it around. <clears throat> and it's so hot out there. Yeah, so, dude, I mean, like, you know, I've seen all the videos. I'm sure you've seen videos past you on WhatsApp, and it's heartbreaking, man. They're literally dropping like flies on the streets. Do you know what I mean? Like coming out of the stores, coming out of the rickshaws and just falling off their bikes. It's so, so sad. I think one of the hardest things I've seen was this heartbreaking picture of a woman who had her husband in her lap in a rickshaw giving him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation who is dying from COVID and she is giving him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to try and save him. Um, The the only thing that we can do this far away, man, is to try and raise of course awareness, but of course much needed funds. And I know that you are part of something wonderfully brilliant this evening, UK time at least, Mm -hmm virtual fundraiser for Help India Breathe. Tell yeah. us about that because Jay Shetty is hosting it all. Yeah, yeah. You know what, man? I, I'll be honest with you. I, it got to the point where I was like, you know, whenever there's something devastating going on in the world, what do we do? Oh, pray for India. Pray for so-and-so. Pray. That's what we do. We put mm. a post up. Mm. We don't do anything. Mm. At this point, it doesn't need more awareness. The whole world knows what's happening. Yep. So right now, what it needs is, it needs money, it needs funds, it needs oxygen, it needs ambulances, it needs all of that kind of stuff, right? So I'm just like, guys, let's stop saying, you know, pray for and just do. Mm. And it really got to me because I was thinking about it and I was like, here we are, we're standing on these platforms, all of us, like million plus people, followers. If just a small fraction of those people donated even one dollar, bro. Mm. Between us, between like there's 10 of us um, doing the fundraiser today. Mm. Between us, we've got millions of people on our fan, in our fan base. We're just literally saying, come on, guys, just a couple of dollars, man, or whatever currency it is that you live in. Mm. We can make a massive, massive change. And I love that. So basically, what it is, um, the reason why this is extra special, right, um, is because... Um, obviously Jay Shetty contacted me and he said look man we've got to do something 
you know, let's let's get all our fan bases together. Let's get them going to, to, to donate because we actually have a donor um, who will match every dollar up to a million dollars. Right. Wow. So the in, India dice, India Spora is the is the uh, uh, the the person who's going to the company that's going to be giving. So if we raise a million between us, they're going to match it. So that's two million. So for every dollar you or pound you donate, think of it as being doubled. It's really interesting um, you just so said that, Jay. There's something I want to go just rewind on. You said if you've got a million followers, let's say, on Instagram alone, let's just talk about one yeah. platform. Forget the rest of them. If every single that's follower it. on your Instagram uh, page donated <clears throat> one dollar or one pound, you would single-handedly be raising a million dollars. Now, in diaspora, are million? saying yes. that they will match that that first million is that what you're that's basically what you're saying yeah they're gonna match that so so basically think of it as anything you give it's gonna be double and we really just want people to know man just come on and do it it takes it we've made it so simple as well mm. literally all you have to do is click on my picture if you go on my instagram at jay sean um and you click on that post you tap the picture and it will take you to a donate site mm. and just choose the amount you want to donate done under a minute there's no long process it's just you know and it's just to me i just think we've got to do it man we have to do it look at the amount of things we waste our money on yeah you know so like just do something good and we can really really make a difference here and this is our for me this is our motherland you know what i mean like yeah. there's relatives out there people out there our friends and family out there um you know who need our help so that's why I, I think it's really special that, you know, we do this. Now, it's, it's interesting, this. this wonderful lineup that you're involved in uh, this evening, uh, again, I'll say UK time because I know it's early for you there. You know, they're not, they're not, mm-hmm. and strangely enough, there's no mad Bollywood connection. There's no Bangla industry. There's no anyone that is connected <laughs> to that country. They are all wonderfully thriving, successful South Asian celebrities in the mainstream field. You've got Kunal Nair for Big Bang Theory. You've got Lily Singh, a.k.a. Superwoman. Deepak Chopra, Jay Shetty and his wife are hosting. You've got Humble the Poet. You've got Darman, who's another motivational speaker. Willow Smith, who is Will Smith's daughter. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, just a phenomenal lineup of people. What is it that we can expect from each of these people during this fundraiser this evening, Jay? Honestly, bro, we're doing much, pretty much what I'm doing here with you, just, just sharing our thoughts and why we want to do this. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a one-on-one conversation with Jay and, and Radhi. So I'm going on for 10 minutes sort of speaking about my experiences in India. Why is it important to me? Why is this particularly hitting me? And, you know, I could go on and on about it, bro. You've been there with us. You know, yes, of course. You know, India was almost basically the, the first international country that came on board for me as a fan base. Well, India was and, your mainstream you know, at the beginning of your career. India was your mainstream. Do you see what I mean? 100%. Yeah. You know, my first massive concert I ever did was MTV um, in India. Mm. You know, and that's where I remember we were on stage going, how we got to this level already? How we yeah. end at the MTV Awards? Yeah. And it was just the most amazing thing. And since then, India has embraced us and, you know, such a huge fan base for me. And I've been to that to, to India touring every single year of my life since mm. I started my career and I've you know fallen in love with the country oh every single part of the country in so many different ways so I don't know man I just feel like this is our chance to, to do something good you know we have to do it well it's you know I can say it's commendable but it's highly needed man most of, most importantly listen I know because of the time differences obviously it's late in India it's the middle of the evening in, in the UK and also it's in the middle of the afternoon yeah. just break it down for me have you got the timings in front of you to let me know what part of the world can see it when yes so it, the whole thing starts 
at 1pm in, in LA time, which is going to be 9pm in um, England. Okay, so 9pm, if you guys... Or you, you can the best. I guess the easiest way to do it is probably go on Jay Shetty's page because he's going to be hosting every single person, yep. and his IG live will be on for the next three sort of two three hours, yep. going through all the guests. And um, they're also live streaming it on YouTube. But um, I'm going to be talking at nine thirty p.m. UK time, um, and you can check, catch that on either Instagram on IG live on my page. Um, or you can go to my YouTube page, Jason Worldwide, or you can go to my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Jason. Yeah, man, just, you know, we just want to, we just want to do our bit, mate. You know, that's how I look at it. I just think that we have this chance, we have this platform and to just use it for good. We must. Jay, let me just give this some clarity. So it will all go live from Jay Shetty's Instagram page. It is also on YouTube Live as well. I'm guessing again on Jay Shetty's. And you guys will all the all the guests that will be attending will be going on and off his page. That is the central reference point, right? I think that's the best way. If you want to see all the guests, yeah, then you should go to Jay Jay Shetty's uh, Instagram page. Um, and I'm sure it's getting and log on at like 9 p.m. Like I said, to you guys. Yep. And then I'm sure it'll break it down. Where else you can watch it? prefer watching it on YouTube, he'll probably give you the links. But um, all the information is there. If you go to either my page or to his page, uh, you'll find out everything. Yeah, man. But <clears throat> I think it's, you know, while you're doing it, don't just watch. Make sure you donate or something, you know? Do, do a little something. Yeah, dig deep. And like we said right at the beginning of this conversation, even $1 of every one of your followers on Instagram would make a million dollars, man. So that's a really interesting kind of concept behind this all. If people are fully committed and following you or Jay or Lily Singh or Darman or Humble the Poet, collectively, that's if it. you raise a million dollars tonight, you will be matched by Indiaspora up to that first million as well, right. which I think is phenomenal. Jay, it's always a pleasure to speak to you as always. I can't wait to give you a proper hug, man, you and your lovely family. Oh, at man. some point in the future it's been a long long year Absolutely. and I hope and pray that the oh. other side of this for India and of course as we unlock here in the UK and the US uh, we can start to get back to normal lives good luck for this evening I will be watching for sure and of course urging more and more people to give as much as they possibly can afford enjoy it as well man it's all about coming together as a, uh, as, a as an industry as well 100% bro I really appreciate your support brother thank you so much man. always brother good luck best luck give my love to the family give them a tight squeeze and I'll be watching tonight my friend I will do take care Jay Sean live here on Sunrise Radio on the Pangadar Showdown talking about this virtual fundraiser that he is just one small part of this amazing initiative that has been taken up by Jay Shetty and his wife Radhi. You probably know Jay Shetty for being a motivational speaker, a monk at one point in his life, um, international best-selling books about spirituality and motivational speaking. He's joined by a whole host of guests tonight. Jay Sean will be live with Jay at 9.30 UK time. Lily Singh will be on there. Kunal Nair for Big Bang Theory. Humble the poet Willow Smith, who is Will Smith's daughter. The list goes on and on. And even if you just donate one pound, one dollar, one rupee, it will make a huge difference in the effect that it will have on the people who are in dire desperation in India right now by the effects of the pandemic of COVID 19. And for a slightly different flavour, catch Amit Chana between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. on breakfast at weekends. This is Anila Dami on Sunday. I'm going to now speak to Ashok Malik, policy advisor to the Ministry of External Affairs in India. Good morning, Mr. Malik. Good morning. 
Thank you very much for joining us. I guess the first question really is how has the situation in India got so bad? Uh, it's a combination of two, three things really and uh, uh, of course there could be many other things we don't know. Uh, we've had uh, a cocktail of strains here, uh, uh, the UK strain, the South African strain and a homegrown strain called the double mutant, which is nicknamed the double mutant. We have, don't have concrete evidence yet that these strains are more lethal, but they're certainly more transmissible. It's led to a surge in cases. Also, uh, our COVID numbers began to come down in about January, uh, come down uh, markedly. And I guess that uh, lulled people into a sense of complacency. Mm. And uh, uh, a lot of us began to resort to behavior that is not quite COVID appropriate and, uh, and perhaps unsafe. So a combination of both of those, uh, I guess, uh, has uh, really hit us hard. What is the government currently doing? We've been hearing about the situation there and, you know, this huge lack of hospital beds, crematorium space, lack of oxygen. What is the government doing to help with those aspects? Uh, you see, the, the two, uh, the, the pressing concern really is the lack of uh, uh, adequate oxygen in places where it's needed. India is not uh, short of oxygen, but, uh, you know, oxygen is... Typically, it's sort of manufactured as it were in, in, in the eastern parts of the country and then the far western parts of the country. The surge is taking place in the north, uh, so it, it's a bit like oxygen being available in, in you know northern Scotland but needed in southern England. Mm. Uh, so it, the logistics are going to be a problem, and we need to get oxygen across to people uh, who need them the most. We need to generate that oxygen close to where patients are. Uh, and is that happening from, fast from enough? Is that happening quickly enough? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. It's happening very fast, but not happening fast enough. Because we're always behind the virus. Uh, so we, we, we've got a lot of... Uh, we, we've procured equipment. We've got equipment from friendly countries and, and, and friendly governments, including the UK. Uh, but there is still a lot of suffering. One, one can't deny that. Uh, and you, you so describe... The you, are doing what they can. They're fighting hard. They're really struggling. But uh, it, it is an uphill task. It's a very grim battle. It is. And you describe it as always being behind the virus. And I know you've talked about these combinations of strains and mutants and transmissibility and this lull into complacency when the numbers went down in January. But experts say one of the reasons that we've been able to curb the virus here in the UK is because of lockdowns. And the World Health Organization and leading doctors say large gatherings have played a major part in this severe second wave in India. So, you know, the religious festival, the Kumbh Mela, and then the political rallies as well. And the high courts blamed the election Commission of India for allowing polls to go ahead during a pandemic. One of the big questions is why didn't India lock down and why were these political rallies allowed to go ahead? The two separate questions you're asking there. One, uh, do remember we had a very strict lockdown last year in 2020, early 2020, uh, which helped us win time. It was a a grueling lockdown, which, which caused suffering as well and, and caused uh, economic and human uh, dislocation. But it, it helped us prepare uh, to, to uh, get together isolation beds, PPEs, hospital equipment, and so on and so forth to build for the first surge, which we tackled reasonably well, even though there was a lot of suffering. Uh, a, a lockdown, a national lockdown uh, for the current surge has so far not been uh, resorted to. However, they are. Uh, 
several in fact hundreds of local lockdowns in, in different geographies cities states mm-hmm. neighborhoods and so on for example new delhi where i live has been under lockdown for uh, two weeks now and the lockdown has been extended for another week starting tomorrow morning so uh, there is no national lockdown and one of the reasons there is no national national lockdown is because it will disrupt cross country uh, logistics and supply of equipment and medicines and, and in fact oxygen which is needed uh, to be transported from one part of the country to another mm-hmm. so uh, uh, that is why a full fledged lockdown is not being resorted to but localized lockdowns and restrictions are very much happening mm-hmm. uh, as for uh, the large gathering you know uh, the election commission is an independent body i can't speak for it mm. but i guess and i know this is probably sounds a few issues uh, i guess the the complacency and the the, the sense of lull in in january or february uh, affected a lot of people affected all of us it affected ordinary people going to to the market or going out for with their families it also affected also got people who go on religious pilgrimages across across regions to perhaps uh, take risks that they shouldn't have. Uh, but I must tell you that the elections and the religious festivals you're referring to began in February when things would look very different. Uh, and people were eager to get back to some sort of normal life after uh, a, a year of restriction. It is interesting. Quite similar to what happened in the UK after its first lockdown. It, but, 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 uh, but after it, the first lockdown. Mm, but it is interesting because in the UK we've had three lockdowns now. And actually here we were still in a lockdown in March. And so seeing obviously India's population is huge and experts were warning that if India doesn't do more to combat the virus even its vaccination program is well behind its target number it wanted to have vaccinated 250 million people by July and it's only done 26 million people so far well, no we've, we've done 150 million uh Who's taken at least one dose? Right, but it's still well behind its target of what it wanted to reach. You know, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, we are trying to get uh, manufacture more vaccines, and by about July, we should have a, uh, a serious surge in vaccine availability. Uh, do you remember vaccines are in short supply all over mm. the world? Mm. One of the things that didn't help us, frankly, was that we started our vaccination program uh, for. high risk categories in the middle of january which is exactly when our numbers began to come down and that led to uh, uh, as i said complacency and and uh, enough people not turning up for the vaccine even though they were eligible as the second surge began to happen the second wave began to happen at us actually demand for vaccination has gone up so uh, we yes we we missed a couple of crucial months because people didn't take vaccination that seriously even when they were eligible uh, unfortunately but uh, uh, that's we are where we are we, we have to fight this to the best of our ability and more Do you think the Modi government has failed the people because surely if you look at the rest of the world in the US you've seen Joe Biden he's wearing masks the rallies were completely scaled back when it came to you know his election process even at his inauguration it was minimum here in the UK the numbers have been going down as you said you know that complacency came into India in January when you saw the numbers going down the numbers have been going down here for months too in the UK but yet we're still abiding by so many tight restrictions whereas we've seen pictures with Narendra Modi at these big political rallies not wearing masks do you think he's got it wrong 
You know, uh, Anjula, with due respect, you ask me a question that is political, and I cut you there as a resource hack, I should not. I cannot really answer that. Uh, but I'll answer it in, I'll try and answer it in two ways. One, uh, there's a lot that the Prime Minister Narendra Modi and the government did right last year, uh, which led to them being, being actually acknowledged for having uh, uh, restricted or minimized the damage from the first wave, even though there was, of course, a lot of damage and a lot of people lost their lives. Uh, he took proactive steps. He, was, he emphasized the science. He insisted on masking. He went on television uh, asking people to, to wash their hands, stay masked, stay isolated, uh, maintain the, uh, the, the distance between, you know, two people, six yards or, or six feet, sorry, uh, and so on. And he's been emphasizing those messages uh, even now, even through this period. Look, if we fell into some sort of a complacency or there were some missteps uh, as a country, uh, uh, whether it's the government, whether it's the people, whether it's you know uh, the federal government or the state governments or other institutions, there obviously has to be a reckoning. I can't do that reckoning and that audit in the middle of uh, a pandemic, which we are all trying to fight. Mm. Uh, will will there be an investigation? Do you think there will be an investigation? Uh, I to, uh, look, I, I, I can't commit to an investigation. I don't know what you mean by investigation. But this I mean, uh, I mean, uh, looking of, at of, lessons learned. Yes, of course there will be. There has to be. This is the biggest public health crisis we faced uh, uh, in independent Indian history. And I'm, I'm certain there will have to be a, a, a lesson learned and a, a, a very strict reckoning for us as a people, as a government, as, as Indians. And this is not just government of India or people of India. It's all of us. This, India has to come out of this. And, and India has generally tended to learn from things that go wrong. And I'm sure we will too, but that's for later. Right now, we need to fight this pandemic and save as many lives as we can. Mr. Malik, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. I have on the line now Dr. Siddharth Tara doctor at the Hindu Rao Hospital, one of Delhi's biggest government-run hospitals and also General Secretary of the Federation of Indian Medical Associations. Good morning, Dr. Tara. Good morning, Angela. Although I know it's good afternoon for you because of the time difference. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> um, describe the situation in the hospital you're working in because it is one of Delhi's biggest hospitals and there is such a huge surge. I mean, there's a huge surge everywhere in India, but of course, Delhi is seeing one of the, it's one of the worst hit states. What is it like in the hospital you're in? It's nothing short of a humanitarian crisis unfolding in front of my eyes, to be very frank. Uh, we healthcare workers were supposed to be frontline warriors in this COVID war. The idea was that the, those who are sick will be brought to the hospital their relatives will be safe from infection and we doctors, nurses, we will tackle the infection in the hospitals. But what has happened, uh, this tsunami of COVID positive cases has broken through our ranks and uh, the position of resident doctors, nurses, we are under siege from all sides while the plague is running wild through the general population. It's nothing short of apocalyptic. What are you able to do in that case? I mean, it sounds like you're helpless in this situation uh, as much as we sitting here in the UK. Yeah, like we have fixed number of oxygen beds. Like there are 21,000 oxygen beds in Delhi. Uh, some of them are ICU. Uh, uh, they have ventilator facility also attached. But this is far from enough. The need is way too high. Mm. It's uh, to, to be... Uh, 
an analogy a right analogy will be like it is not very different from when in a war instead of the battlefront it's the shelling is happening over civilian buildings in the cities because it's not the soldiers on the battlefront that are dying it is the general population they are dying due to lack of oxygen on the streets of my city mm. it's apocalypse it's in fact it's beyond apocalypse what is it like i mean i know that we've been hearing that people are dying on the streets what's it like on your journey to work because i i really want to grasp the real sense of what's happening on the ground and on the streets there in dilly what what is your commute like to work are you seeing that firsthand those people on the streets there've been pictures and reports of people you know having to help their own family members and provide um kind of re- mouth to mouth resuscitation with their own family members to try and give oxygen what what are you seeing on your way to work like there is death on every street actually there is nobody i know like in everybody's family there is someone dead while i'm uh, in my car to my hospital i see an ambulance or a hearse van taking out bodies from uh, homes it it's it's heartbreaking God. and you know i'm not using the word apocalypse lightly here mm-hmm. all like when people people expect a state is functioning state machinery to be there uh, they they presume that when things go bad they'll be taken care of and i think there is a huge mistrust and everybody feels abandoned me and my patients both we feel abandoned by the system what do you want to see happen now to help you as a health worker what would you like to see in the hospital you're working in i just want the government to take control of the situation to ensure that there are enough oxygen beds people are that's what we need actually our needs are simple we need more manpower the problem is there are there aren't enough resident doctors the trainee doctors which i'm one of them uh, we are actually the backbone of this whole system who are working against covid mm. uh, government can try to hire more doctors and of course we need more oxygen like our demands are very simple mm. there's nothing else like if the for even if you give money people can't breathe money even if the foreign aid comes foreign aid has to be directed in a way that it ensures oxygen supply it ensures hiring of new manpower mm. that's Do- all i think which can be done dr thara thank you so much for joining us this morning Thank you. Thank you for calling me. Tune in every Sunday 10 a.m. to 12 noon for Neela Dhani on Sunday, giving the British Asian community a voice on the matters of the day. Mirage here in the studio. Thank you for all your messages. I'm slightly, slightly worried about this one uh, from Jasmine over in Hay. She says, uh, Mirage, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was calling her out a little bit earlier because she was calling herself Hilarious Jasmine. And I said that, Jasmine, uh, in, in order for you to call yourself Hilarious Jasmine, you have to do things, right? Yeah, yeah, to kind of call yourself that, right? You, uh, you have to make me laugh in order for me to say that, yeah, indeed, you are hilarious, Jasmine. She's messaging saying, "I'm laughing at the top of my voice when I'm listening 
Sorry, I have, to, I, have to, I have to double read some of these messages. I'm laughing at the top of my voice when I'm listening to your show. I, f- I fall down from my chair and then also I am laughing. Okay, um, Jasmine, well, firstly, make sure you're properly seated, okay, before listening into the show tonight. I, I don't want anybody, you know, suffering any kind of chair-related injuries and then blaming it on me, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm just the RJ, okay? Don't shoot me. Just the RJ, all right? Please. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, of course, uh, pl- uh, please make sure you're seated properly on that chair, okay? No more, no more falling off your chair, okay? <laughs> okay, Jasmine over in Hayes, and I mean the same to same to all of the listeners out there. Any any listeners who are seated, okay? Make sure you're properly seated, all right? Before tuning in to Sunrise Radio. A quick recap again of initial reaction for you tonight before I reveal what the answer is on the other side. So as I mentioned, thinking of a film that came out last year, 2020, okay? This film came out last year, 2020, the unforgettable year, pretty much. Uh, Crime thriller drama movie. It was going to be released in cinemas, but because of all of the craziness that happened last year, instead it was released on Netflix in the summer. Directed by H.T., H for Harry, T for Tango, and starring NS, you probably know who he is, N for November, S for Sugar, RA, might know who she is, she's been quite a lot of things, RA, R for Romeo, A for Alpha, and ST, S for Sugar, T for Dalvar, or T for Tiger basically, uh, in the three lead roles. What film am I talking about? Last chance for you to send your answers, 07925 700 272, or else tweet to me at This Is Sunrise. It is time to give you the answers, at long last, to initial reactions. So as I mentioned, the film I was talking about this evening uh, came out last year, 2020. Uh, and as a result of all the craziness, all the bunger that happened uh, last year, it was due to be released in cinemas, but instead got pushed onto Netflix in summer of last year. It is a crime thriller drama film, which I was talking about. Directed by H.T., H for Harry, T for Tiger, and starring N.S., N for November, S for Sugar, R.A., R for Romeo, A for Alpha, and ST, S for Sugar, T for Tiger in the lead roles. I can tell you, uh, probably as a result of giving people plenty of time to work on the answers this evening, that nearly, uh, I think 99% of people out there, 99% of the listeners who messaged in, gave me the correct answer. It was Rat Akeli Hair. Very well done if you got the answer. Uh, You're not alone, of course. There are plenty of other people out there who also got the answer as well. But yes, uh, Rat Akeli Hair came out last year. July 2020, released on Netflix, directed by Honey Trehan. I have not heard of her name before. If if anyone out there knows a bit more about Miss Trehan and her kind of filmy work so far, let me know. Honey Trehan was the director, starring Nawazuddin Siddiqui, who won a Best Actor Award uh, at the Film OTT Awards. Uh, and this film also won Best Film at those awards as well. Nawazuddin Siddiqui in the lead role, Radhika Abde, one of my favourites in this movie, along with Shweta Tripathi as well. Uh, she's been in quite a few um, films recently, I believe she was in uh, Masan and Haram Kaur as well uh, but this is a kind of one of her big kind of Bollywood breaks with this film Rata Kelly came out on Netflix last year very well done if you got the answer well done to Jamini over in Harrow uh, to Sudesh over in Mumbai got the answer uh, Vershan Sudesh over in Bangalore uh, Jasmine over in Hayes normally Jasmine struggles with the answer she was messaging him with literally I, th- I think like <laughs> like literally an entire A to Z of like all the films available on Netflix she was like some other Cafe. Is it Big Bull? Is it Patalog? Is it Gunjan Saxena? I'm trying. And I was like, 
<laughs> you know, after four or five tries, you managed to get it. So well done, Jasmine. Uh, Matthias on Ontario, Canada. Well done. Jay and Ash over in Burton, driving back from our dra- day trip to Cambridge, enjoying the show. Great to hear that. Bimley and Forestgate, well done. You got the answer as well. Um, I've also got H in London who messaged in with the answer. Very well done. And also Verinder from outside in, of Manchester. I couldn't, I couldn't catch exactly where, but it's somewhere on the outskirts of Manchester he was calling from who managed to give me the answer. So very well done. Answer for tonight's initial reaction, Rad Akeli He from last year. 